Hello, and welcome to this edition of Hudson Manta Stories. My name is Matt Virgil. I'm the head of school at Hudson Montessori School. Today, uh, in our conversation, Ms. Michelle and I uh, spoke with Cole Lightcap. We spoke, spoke to Cole uh, from his um, office in Pennsylvania, where he's a physical therapist. Cole, after leaving um, Hudson Montessori School, moved with his family to um, Pittsburgh and went to Swickley Academy, where he graduated, and then on to Slippery Rock University, where he spent uh, a number of years uh, working on undergraduate and graduate degrees, leading to a doctorate in physical therapy. So um, we catch up about um, his new job, where he lives, and some of his thoughts on um, uh, concussions in football, amongst other topics. Hope you enjoy this episode, and thanks for joining us. Well, Cole, thanks for uh, for joining us for this episode of uh, Hudson Monta Stories. Um, h- how's your day going? It's going really well. Just got done working here this morning, so I should get off for this afternoon. So, um, uh, in my introduction, I explained that you are a doctorate, and you have a doctorate in physical therapy. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit as we start, just to get a sense of what does that what does that entail? What are you specializing in in physical therapy? So right now I'm working in the field of outpatient physical therapy. Um, see a lot of low back pain, joint replacement, uh, joint pain. Um, I can also treat vertigo, concussion, kind of a wide array of things. And how do your uh, how are patients? How do they come to you? Or is this sort of, uh, are, are you in a network of uh, uh, doctors and and they refer to you or, or is it uh, sort of word of mouth? So I work for a private company. So we rely mostly on doctor referrals, um, local PCPs or local hospital system. Uh, we do also um, work some based on word of mouth in terms of if previous patients had a great experience and they have a friend who's having some pain or needs to come in for physical therapy. We can get referrals that way as well. And what um, you said today was sort of a, is your is your uh, typically your schedule? And it sounded like it was an early morning appointments through about this time, and then your day wraps up. Is that is that a typical day for you? Uh, no, this is kind of an odd day for me in terms of a half day. Usually, my days I get started about. 8 a.m. or so, and then uh, last patient leaves about 7 p.m. So oh. uh, we have a few therapists here in the clinics. We try and stagger our days. So sometimes we come in early and work late. Sometimes we come in early, leave early. Sometimes come in late, leave late. Just that way there's always yeah, um, there. therapists available for the patients who need to be seen, kind of especially before work and after work hours. You mentioned concussions. Um I'm curious. Uh, I, I don't know if you have a, a experience with this or an opinion, but uh, you know, I, I read uh, something in, in in the paper the other day about a um, it was a it was a former college football player who became an OBGYN, and he I think he was only like 45 years old, and he had to step away from his profession because of um, early dementia, and they were speculating that he had. Um, is it CTE? I think it's called or something along those lines. I, I'm curious if you, and, and and he played football all through his, um, you know, high school and college years. Do, I'm curious, do you, do you interact with, um, with, uh, young people who might have sports related injuries to, to their head? Yeah, that's a service we're trying to actually grow in our clinic right now is, um, 
especially high school athletes coming off of a concussion. Uh, there's been a lot of research lately that really shows that uh, early intervention and treatment is really important for recovery um, in terms of just getting back to full potential for sports, but then also kind of the cognitive aspect of it as well. So, so do you partner then with a neurologist and planning that care for some, uh, maybe a high school student that had a concussion? If it's a severe case, um, we will partner with a neurologist. Um, as physical therapists, we are qualified to treat um, concussions. We usually work closely with the family's physician uh, when developing yeah. our plan of care. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. interesting. And uh, you can you can um, uh, sort of punt on this, no pun intended. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's people who would, we had we had a uh, a neurologist here who was presenting to our faculty a few weeks back. And from her perspective, she said, I would, I think she said, I would never let my child play. Um, she was focusing on football, but she said football because of the impact to, um, or the danger that it poses to someone's brain, especially as it's developing. I'm, I'm curious as a physical therapist, do, do you have an opinion on that? Um, I kind of agree with her in terms of if I was going to let my kids play sports, especially I would say younger than a high school level um, football, especially just in terms of uh, everything I've seen in between concussion and uh, contact injuries, um, it can be pretty catastrophic. Uh, I think the biggest difference is the reason it is so bad in kids is because not being full grown yet, not having all that strength and muscle in the neck area, especially to help protect the head during those big hits. So, yeah, I, I would agree with her in terms of I probably wouldn't let my kids play football someday. The, uh, the article that I was referencing, this gentleman was going in front of the New York State Legislature and he was trying to uh, further some b bill that would prohibit tackle football until I think it was the age of 12 or something like that. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's an interesting Interesting topic. What is what is like ongoing professional development or continuing education look like in your field? What do you have to do to stay licensed and up to date? So our requirement is um, so many credit hours every two years um, to renew our professional license, um, whether that's in the form of kind of online continuing education classes or in-person classes you can attend. Um, conferences to attend lectures will account for credit hours to building up towards those hours that you need. I see. I see. Do you, yeah, I didn't ask this. Where, where is your practice? Where, where do you live? I'm in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. It's kind of the center of the state, kind of halfway between Harrisburg and uh, Maryland border. Okay. Okay. And I assume it was a position that took you there or was it something else that took you to that area? It was. It was uh, the, definitely the position. Um, it was the setting I liked, uh, the size I liked, and I also really liked the area. It's um, kind of halfway in between what you would call kind of a big town and a small city, but it's uh, still got a very rural feel to it. Uh, Central PA has some really beautiful mountains here, so that's what I also really enjoyed. What uh, what do you do for sort of recreation or, or downtime? I really like hiking, going out, finding new trails and exploring a little bit. Um, I like hunting and fishing, pretty much spending as much time as I can outdoors. I'm uh, 
still getting used to actually having free time here. I was in a grad school for three years and pretty much didn't have a single minute of free time. So <laughs> I'm enjoying getting to actually get back into some of my hobbies here. That's great. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like it. What are the mountain? What are the mountains called there in that area? Uh, it is part of the Appalachian yeah. Trail. Okay. So, cool. awesome, awesome. Um, cool. I was going to now shift to uh, um, uh, questions that we ask every guest on Hudson Monta stories. If if that's okay, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. If that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. So the first question that we start with is. Um, uh, just trying to trying to find out what you're what you are curious about right now. It could be maybe a article that you've read, or a book, or a movie that you've seen. Something that just has you thinking, or something in current events. Uh, what comes to mind there? Uh, I think right now the biggest thing I'm really curious about is um, my own professional development. Uh, I was recently accepted into an orthopedic residency program. Uh, for physical therapy, which will begin in January. So I'm really excited about getting into that. Oh, wow. Tell us a little for bit about physical Go ahead. I'm sorry. For physical therapists, uh, residencies aren't required like medical doctors. Um, what they are is a kind of a 12-month intensive education program uh, really focused on helping you become a master of your craft within you know, a 12 month span rather than taking the usual, you know, two or three years to, until you really feel like you're uh, really comfortable in your practice. So where will that occur? Is that in where you are right now in Chambersburg or do you have to move for that? It will take place here. So it is partially online, um, partially in a uh, house at the corporate facility for my company, which is located about an hour north of where I am. So I can drive up for all of those in-house classes. That's exciting, Cole. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank you. So will you, will you see, uh, uh, will you see the same patients after you do that residency? It's just that you'll feel much more qualified or much more comfortable and ex in, in a level of expertise, or you're going to see uh, a different class of patients. It'll be the same patient. So I'll be continuing to see patients while that residency is ongoing. I see. Um, and then seeing the same level of patients afterwards, it'll just be, um, I'll be more confident in my skills and the quality of care I'm able to provide to those patients will also increase. Yeah. And no, that's great. That's awesome. Um, here's the next question. Who's been the kindest to you in your life? In my life, immediately the answer that comes to mind is probably my, uh, grandmother on my dad's side of the family um she was a huge influence in my life kind of socially spiritually um she passed away probably about five years ago now but she was definitely the person that comes to mind immediately when i say who's been the kindest was she uh living here in ohio when you were growing up or she uh lived in the area where my dad grew up in uh kind of punxsutawney pa okay Okay. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. What was her name? Theta. Theta. Theta Light Cap. That's neat. Um, what is? What are some uh, funny stories that your family might tell about you, uh, either growing up or now? I think the uh, one that most comes to mind that my mom likes to tell a lot was uh, I have four younger sisters. Um, 
And I was convinced after each time my parents brought home a sister from the hospital that I'd get a brother, I'd get a brother. So <laughs> evidently when I was younger, when my parents brought home Cameron, who's my youngest sister, um, I was just so convinced telling everybody, I just know they'll try one more time to get me a brother. And my dad just looked at me and said, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I can hear him saying that also. <laughs> and now you, so you have brothers-in-law now, is that right? Or brother-in-law, is that right? I do, yeah. I have one brother-in-law. Um, my sister got married last August. Okay, so in, in a way, they it came back around. I have three older sisters, and I like to joke that I spent a lot of time in my room. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can I can understand that feeling very well. Sometimes I had to just uh, close the door. Yes. Um, uh, uh, so you have what sounds like a really de demanding and, and uh, um, challenging, and also just it sounds like an enriching profession. But if you weren't if you weren't going to do uh, physical therapy, what would profession other? What would you try? What would you want to do? I think I'd go into. Being a chef, probably. I uh, really enjoy cooking. I really enjoy learning new recipes and learning new ways to prepare food. Um, I worked as a uh, grill cook for about four or five years off and on through college to help pay the bills. So I think that's the line I probably would have gone if I if I wouldn't have gone into physical therapy. Uh, so this is interesting. This is a this is like I think we maybe a culinary school as opposed to a Montessori <laughs> school because that's a common answer that we're finding that people are saying. Where did you where did you cook? I worked at uh, Chipotle um, for a while. Yeah. I worked briefly at a uh, Applebee's. Um, but I'd say mo most of my culinary experience was at a Chipotle. Okay, all right, fair and enough. And in your mom's kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a favorite type of food that you like to cook? Uh, I really enjoy seafood. Um, I, don't know, I like grilling, kind of just figuring out new ways to grill food. But I kind of just like to keep learning and trying new things. Awesome. Uh, what What turns you off? I don't know. I think maybe just not being challenged or not being stimulated. Um, I'm not one that can sit still very well. I have to kind of keep moving. So that's, I think just being bored, I think is the biggest thing that would be turning, turning me off. Yeah. I, I could hear that when you said that you're, you're trying to get used to having free time and then you're moving right into the residency program. So yeah, that, that's neat. Uh, do you have a favorite word or phrase? I think, in terms of favorite words, I'm not a not too set. I think the first one that comes to mind is probably pristine. I don't know. It just reminds me of nature and the mountains, and so I think that's the first one that comes to mind when you say favorite word. That's neat. Um, last question, Cole. Uh, what's your favorite memory or experience at HMS? I think all the different work and activities we did with the. Uh, small economy there, um, especially with the jams and grapes. And I remember uh, over the summers going over to work on that little farm where we grew the grapes to make the jam. He's borrowing. So. What uh, uh, your role in the, in the micro economy was to make the jams or did you have another role? Do you recall? 
Uh, I remember that was one of the main ones I did. I don't remember. I don't remember explicitly at too many other roles there, but that's the kind of the one that really stands out to me. Yeah. Cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, Cole, it's been really nice catching up with you. Um, we appreciate you on on your day off spending spending some time with us and um and would uh definitely welcome you to stop by Hudson Montessori School if you are ever driving through. Um I think it would be neat for um for us to to be able to introduce you to some of the students here and and, and so they can meet a meet a graduate and, and hope you would take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm ever in the Cleveland area again, I'll definitely reach out. Okay. Excellent. Well, ha have a nice day and um, and good luck with everything. Thank you. You yeah, too. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Hudson Monta Stories. Uh, if you have any feedback about our podcast or ideas of topics that you'd like us to address, uh, you can always drop me an email. My name is Matt Virgil and my email is mvirgil, V-I-R-G-I-L at hudsonmontestory.org. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can always be alerted when we release one. Uh, there's uh, three ways you can do that. You can subscribe on Apple iTunes, uh, through Spotify, or on Google Play. If you just search Hudson Montessori's, it should bring it up and you can subscribe. And of course, if you write us a review, we'd certainly appreciate it. Um, that's one way that... Uh, we can uh, grow the podcast. So thanks again for tuning in as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.